got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and I am very happy to be back. Guys, it's going to be a good week. We got a lot to talk about because as we've been discussing, as we have been discussing over the last couple of weeks, we thought that Bitcoin was going to pull all the way back down to about $53,000, and that's what it did over the weekend. In fact, just about two days ago, we pulled back down to a local low of $53,300, and over the last two days or so, Bitcoin has been bouncing and rallying. As you may already know, Bitcoin is currently trading at $57,000, and it is sitting right below some very important resistance on a downtrend. We're going to be talking about whether or not Bitcoin is primed and ready to go into a massive uptrend and start this very bullish December that we think is going to happen. We talked about a little over a week ago about something called the Thanksgiving effect. Over the last six years, not including 2021 so far, the smallest gain in between the day of November 25th and December 2nd has been 3.68%. And if the Thanksgiving effect is to continue in the way that we think it's going to, we should be seeing some bullish pressure over the next couple of days. Guys, we got a great show lined up for you today. I'm really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, Tim is not here today. He's not feeling well, so we'll be praying for him. Thank you guys for your prayers in that direction. But we are joined as always by, not as always, but as today by T. Shrum. How you doing, T? I'm doing well. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Let's I'm do it. I'm very, very excited for today's show, guys. I am so freaking pumped to be back. Everybody is saying, where's my beard? I decided to shave. I haven't clean shaven in like over six months. I'm going to grow it right back out. I don't like being clean shaven. I think I look like a 12-year-old thumb, but uh, I am looking forward to growing that back out. But I am joined as always by Smay. How you doing, Smay? I'm doing pretty good, guys. I I actually kind of like the new look. I'm not going to lie. I think it's great. But I would like to uh, take this opportunity to also shout out the Mountaineers for their win. Uh, they are bull bound, baby. And then I would like to also say. You're going to do what? Uh, nothing. I would like to what? shout out the members. Uh, April Sue, Army Piper, Woo! and Jeffrey Fritz. Woo! Thank you guys so much for Let's being uh, members. We love you guys. If you're interested in the membership program, check out the link below. Good deal, guys. Somebody, uh, Eye of the Beholder, one of our members said crypto no beard. So we got the crypto beard and we got the not crypto beard, I guess is what we're doing right now. But guys, today we're going to be looking in our altcoin market rundown at Matic and Celsius. After that, we're going to be jumping into our Bitcoin technical analysis. We got a lot to talk about over there, guys. We want to catch you guys up to speed on where Bitcoin is right now. Following that, we're going to be looking at a couple of headlines. Number one, the uh, MicroStrategy, MicroStrategy, as you know, they just bought a bunch more Bitcoin. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about how El Salvador just bought a bunch of Bitcoin. And I'll read you a quote directly from one of the greatest shows of all time, South Park. Now, of course, we only take Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies because, you know, it's the future. We've all decided centralized banking is rigged. So we trust more in fly-by-night Ponzi schemes. So says Stan from uh, uh, Family Guy? Family Guy. South Park. So we're going to be talking about how South Park has a adopted Bitcoin in their universe and what that might mean. And then we're going to be checking in with chat and looking at, let's see, we got a couple more coins here. Yeah, we're going to be looking at Ethereum and Cake and E-Gold after that. Great show coming up. T-Shrom, how was your break, my friend? It was good. You caught me mid-swig I caught you there mid-swig. in the coffee, which is which is a great time to get caught. It was a it was a great it was a great weekend, uh, great Thanksgiving. I'm very pumped for the Thanksgiving effect, hoping it'll go through. Mm-hmm. Did I evangelize to my my family at Did Thanksgiving? You, yeah. You bet I did. How'd that go? It went really well. They uh, they started very. They had very very little understanding of it. But I did. You show like them the video I made. I wanted to, but it was too. It was too. Uh, oh. It was too 
the Wi-Fi there was terrible. Oh, okay. As you can expect, they didn't do a lot with Wi-Fi because they're a little older, but that's all good. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it definitely planted the seed, right? I'm not trying to get them from A to Z, not trying to get them to open a wallet and buy Bitcoin there on the spot, but just kind of plant that seed, yeah. you know, because the next couple headlines, the next couple uh, news cycles that cover Bitcoin, they'll do the rest of the work for me, right? They'll they'll be the ones that spread that FOMO to that generation, and, and then they go. just have to get in. Evangelized everyone else. What about you, Smay? Did you get oh, anybody in Bitcoin? I So actually, funny enough, I showed that video to my brother. Did to you? To try to convince Steven? him. Uh, no, Chandler. 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 Um, so I, to, it, to some success, but it, like I, like teachers, I like it. It's I'm planting seeds. You know, I have to almost preemptively build a strong foundation before I even. I'm, so also, I'm going to be buying them Bitcoin for Christmas. Ooh, that's so a good gift. I'm doing it against their will, to hold, <laughs> so they can hold Bitcoin. Oh, those poor things are going to get free money. But I need to set a foundation so they don't sell as soon as it goes down. <clears throat> I need them to be to have a good outlook for the future. That's so a very good. That's point. That's my plan. But in terms of my break, you know, I uh, I I worked out a little bit. But also, I blew it up on Thanksgiving. You know, it's just how it has to go. But now I'm back on it. We're going. We're trucking along, and that's that's basically it. Yeah. Well, guys, I had a great Thanksgiving. I got to learn. How, I got to fly. My brother just got his private pilot's license, and I was able to fly the plane for about an hour and uh, put it into a dive, which he had to pull us out of. It was a lot of fun. If you want to see some content on that, I put all of uh, the pictures over on my Twitter. Make sure to go follow us at Crypto Jeb. And by the way, guys, just want to mention today's video is brought to you by Lux Algo. As you guys know. <clears throat> Through the end of tomorrow, Lux Algo is offering a lifetime membership for a flat price, which is a big deal because Lux Algo normally costs $67 a month. If you take a look at my screen, Smay, I will show them where it is. Come down into the description description of the video, hit check out Lux Algo's lifetime access sale. It'll bring you over here and you can go ahead and get this. A lot of people are grabbing it and it is worth every single penny, as you guys are going to see in today's video because we're going to be using Lux Algo. But let's go ahead and jump into Matic. Matic is a cryptocurrency that a lot of you guys keep asking about. It's called Polygon and is currently ranked number 19. I'm not going to go into a bunch of details on its fundamentals, but I do want to give you a bit of a snapshot of what it is doing right now. As I said, we're going to be looking at Matic and Celsius. We even have a news story in Celsius having to do with their CFO getting arrested in Tel Aviv, Israel. We're going to look at that in a second, but I want to take a look here at Matic and also Celsius. Matic right now and over the course of this year has largely been trading sideways up here in between about 80 cents and a little over $2. It's in this giant flag. You could almost go ahead and draw a downtrending level of resistance right there, uptrending level of support right there, and you could say that it's in a gigantic bull pennant. If that bull pennant were to break out, then that would lead Matic all the way up here to about $4.50. But I'm not totally convinced that that's what's going to happen because there is a lot more at play than just that. And whenever you guys are looking at a long-term pattern, such as a nine-month, 10-month long symmetrical triangle pattern, there are many reasons to believe why it might not do exactly what you think is going to happen. Now, if you look down here on the four-hourly chart, there is something else forming, and it is a very ugly but theoretically present inverse head and shoulders pattern right here. On top of that, you can see that this market had a major rally over the last couple of days. From November 22nd, Matic rallied from $1.53 all the way up to $1.98. We also pulled back down and tested the support level, and we've been bouncing ever since. Let's just take a quick look here at our Lux Algo and see what it is telling us. I'm doing a lot of this TA live, guys, because I like showing you guys what it looks like when I am doing technical analysis on the fly so that you guys can get an idea of how I go ahead and do this. I'm going to turn on all of my uh, favorite parts of Lux Algo, EQ Cloud, Reversal Zone, Trend Catcher, and the like. As you can see right here, we dropped below the EQ Cloud here in the center, but we're trying to get back up above it right now. 
And then we've also seen that there's been a reversal happen down here on Lux Oscillator. So this basically tells me that this market is attempting to enter a new uptrend. It's attempting to push back up here to this resistance around $2. I personally don't see a great trading opportunity here, but if you are in Matic, it looks like it is primed for a major movement in the longer term future. Looks like it is uh, consolidating in the same way that a Cardano has been, for example, over the last couple of months. Looks like a good project, technically speaking, but I don't personally see a great trade here. I'm going to look for something a little bit better. Speaking of something a little bit different anyway, we're going to take a look at Celsius. Briefly, I want to read you this little article here. I'm not going to go into too much detail on this, but this is really interesting. The Celsius CFO was arrested on charges tied to former job at I do not speak Hebrew, and I'm not from Israel, so I don't know how to say that. But Moshe Hugegs, I don't. I, that, that was probably a butchered name. But Yaron Shalem, the CFO of crypto lender Celsius, previously worked at that place, Singular Team, whose founder Hogeg was arrested last week on money laundering and other charges. So a lot of people thought this was going to drop the price of Celsius. D- didn't seem to have a big impact on it, but that's just kind of the news for you there. As far as the daily charts concerned, Celsius has been in a major downtrend over the last several months. Ever since April, when we set new all-time highs up here, close to $8, Celsius has been dropping like a rock. But here's the thing about Celsius. Celsius, the cryptocurrency, is definitely an important part of the project. But Celsius Network, their website, is actually the part that you're really interested in because this is where you're able to do all of the lending and everything. I think Celsius is a good project. But as far as the coin itself is concerned, I'm not very com- not very, not very confident in it because it has been having this major correction. Uh, I want to have uh, what do you think? Think of Celsius. Have you done any research on? Have you ever used their lending platform? I heard of it uh, before in just in the name, um, and then Kelly and I kind of dived into it a little bit more today. I think it, it you know, it, is it doing anything different from the other coins it's kind of competing with? Not really. It doesn't seem like it's trying to um, differentiate itself too strongly. Um, and now with this this headline, you know, whether or not it turns out that there's any kind of foul play at Celsius has, is definitely yet to be seen. And it looks like, just from my perspective, it looks like probably not. Um, but am I buying right now? Is this an attractive buy? You know, there, I think that there's other, I think there's better buys out there. So, you know, that's kind of the long and short of Celsius. But uh, I know that, I know that, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's doing well in terms of it hasn't been hacked. It hasn't been something that has had too much negative press in the past. But, you know, now that it has had this, this headline, you know, it's starting to raise questions. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just not a buy. Yeah. One thing I will say about Celsius, guys, and then after this, we're going to uh, check in with chat and see how you guys are doing. One thing I will say about it is on the four hourly chart, it's in a falling wedge right here, as you can see. And the volume has been increasing quite a bit over the last couple of days. This could indicate that Celsius is looking for a bottom. And if it breaks this resistance line right here, again, we're on the four hourly chart on Celsius over the U.S. dollar, then it could rally. And another point that you can make for the purposes of investing in it is it is only ranked 116 and it does have a proven product right now. It doesn't even have a billion dollar market capitalization. Definitely a small smaller cap cryptocurrency that I would say is worth looking into for the purposes of investment. I'm not going to personally because I haven't personally used the product, although I do know a lot of these lending platforms like this are doing very, very well. Luckily, we're in an era of cryptocurrency where lending platforms are not normally giant scams like a BitConnect or a Davercoin from back in the day. Drop a one in chat if you remember Davercoin. I know most of you remember BitConnect if you were there. But let's go ahead and check in with chat. Let's see. We might have a couple of super chats so far. Uh, let's see. Do we have any of those set up? Yeah, we could take a look. We've let's got one it. from Army Piper. Hey. Donated approximately $5 in USD. Anything on VLaunch? What is the Warrior one we are asking about a couple weeks ago. 
Do we have any updates? I have on no Elon? updates on that. We have I'm no not updates. familiar with that. We have no down dates, updates, sideways dates, nothing on that. No dates. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking an odd date. I'm sorry. All right, we've got another one, and this this name's a little odd. N4M333. Okay. Uh, donated uh, two units of CHF. Did you hear about Meta Legends? Will be huge. Uh, I have not looked. I have not heard about that. I will take a note of that and look into it but no i haven't well looks like that might actually be all of our super chats indeed it does look like that is the conclusion of the super chat section here it does indeed look like that well tishram let me ask you this what are some of the things that you look for because i know you've been you've been looking at some of the smaller cap cryptocurrencies recently right yes yeah so what are some of the things that you look for in some of these smaller cap coins like a celsius or i'm also like a matic but matic is number 19 now uh what do you look for in some of these to try and find those hidden gems yeah i mean uh, first of all it needs to come from my immediate network it needs to come from someone that i actually know about uh, or somebody perhaps that i follow on twitter that i hold in high esteem um it needs to probably be on a on an exchange that i already have downloaded and that i'm already using right so that excludes a lot of new coins yeah a lot of new projects which is unfortunate but you know that's just so you're very selective you're not just going to go throw a two thousand dollars in something just off the cuff right no i do have a friend who will buy literally every altcoin that he hears about though and, <laughs> and you know i don't think that's worked out too negatively for him because he got into sand and meta very early on oh yeah and sand has had some crazy oh gosh returns yeah sand's exploded recently um but there's also in a similar approach there, there's some parallels between stock trading and um and crypto here because IPOs are, are pretty much very similar to initial coin offerings as yep. well. So with an IPO, you look at two things. You look at the CEO and their history, and then you look at the bank that's backing them, that's underwriting the the IPO. And obviously, in, in the case of crypto, you don't have banks that are underwriting um, the crypto, but you can kind of look at the... So instead, you would look at the white page, right? You'd look at what it exactly they're they're aiming to do. Um, in crypto, I also want to look at see how decentralized something is. Is it is it heavily centralized? Um, is it more of a of an Ethereum, a Bitcoin, or is it more of a Binance coin? And 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 if it is more of a Binance, where it is, does have some centralization, is that okay? Is does there is there a rhyme or a reason to that? Um, obviously, market cap is going to be going to be important to look at. Um, you know, different things like that. And if it if it isn't on trading view yet, that's a huge red flag, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it because you could be getting very early in on something. But it's not if it's not on trading view, then you can't do what I feel is the best thing you can do when an analyzing is to look at the TA. And yeah. if you don't have trading view, you, Absolutely. You're, you're in the dark. Well, let's go ahead and read a couple super chats here before we jump back into our Bitcoin TA here in about two minutes. But guys, before we do that, we've got over 2,000 people watching. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're very glad to be back. We've only got 340 likes. I know we can get to 800 likes in the next two minutes. There are plenty of people in this stream. If you are enjoying this stream and if we have earned your like, it does help to support our channel so that we can rank in the algorithm so that we can tell more people about the good word of Bitcoin. So smash that like button if you haven't already. Let's read up. Let's pick out the best super chat, and then we'll we'll get to the rest of them here in a little bit. But we'll jump into Bitcoin after. All right. Uh, well, the best in this case is going to be Simple Man six nine nine. Ooh. Donated uh, ninety nine euros. It looks like. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Thank you, man. Hi Jeb. What's your TA on ADA now? That's a good question. Well. Yeah. Uh, well let, 
What's that? Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have ADA scheduled, so if we want to do We don't do have it, ADA scheduled, but I can take like a 15-second look at it before we jump into our next segment. If we take a look at ADA here, and then right after I say this, we're going to jump right into Bitcoin. ADA at the moment is in a massive break to the downside of its longer-term descending triangle pattern, as you can see right here. As you guys know, I bought ADA. I bought it at, I believe I got into it at $1.61. I did not buy it for a short-term trade, guys. I want to make sure you understand that. I bought it because I want to see it grow a lot in the future. And I do think it is going to do that. With that being said, ADA has obviously proven that it may not have permanently found the bottom yet. And if you guys would like, I'd be more than happy to do more technical analysis on Cardano in tomorrow's stream. But we are going to have to move into Bitcoin because you guys obviously want to know what's going on with Bitcoin. Quick recap, because we've been gone for about four or five days. Bitcoin rallied all the way to $69,000 on the 10th of November. Nice. And it has been moving to the downside ever since. It had a major correction all the way down to $53,300, which resulted in a 24% total movement to the downside over the course of 19 days. We talked about before we left for a week and a half how $53,000 was probably going to be the bottom. One day I said, I think $53,000 is going to happen. Then the next day I said, you know what? I don't feel like I'm as confident on that as I was. And then the day after that, I was like, no, actually, I do think we're going to 53 because the technical analysis was confusing me a little bit, but I felt pretty confident in it. And the reason I felt pretty confident that 53000 was going to happen was because we saw a rally all the way up to 53k back on September the 6th. That was the day that El Salvador formally adopted Bitcoin. We've got some news about El Salvador coming up here in a second. That was a major level of resistance at the time, which normally when you're in a major uptrend and bull market like we are right now, the previous level of resistance will become the current level of support. But it wasn't just that. We also had a longer term uptrending level of support right here based on a pivot point back here on the 20th of July, a set point here on the 29th of September. That gave us a support level right here again, right around 53 to 54K. So we were predicting that a 53 to $54,000 Bitcoin was going to happen over the Thanksgiving break that we were on. And you can see it played out absolutely beautifully. Take a quick look at this uptrending level of support. I swear, guys, I'm, I'm not joking. This uptrending level of support was drawn almost a week ago, probably over a week ago. Look at how well we bounced off of it. Once, twice, three times, four times. That is the power of technical analysis right there at play, guys. TA works. I've been doing it every single day for almost five years now. I've watched so many things play out, and it is almost always going to give you the best perspective of what the market is doing compared to anything else that you could look at other than a maybe fundamentals during a time where there's a lot of news going on. Bitcoin pulled back down to 53k and it is currently in the process of bouncing. Now the question on everyone's mind is now that we've bounced, are we going to be able to sustain this uptrend? And the answer to that is going to have everything to do with whether or not we're able to break this downtrending level of resistance and turn it into support. Here's the thing guys, when Bitcoin dropped down to 53 to 54k, it entered something called a bear flag. This bear flag was, uh, was sideways trading going on on Bitcoin here, and this bear flag actually had a price target of 50K. We didn't do that. We bounced because of all the reasons that we outlined in the last several videos and streams before we left. Instead, we broke bullish and we managed to hold another major uptrending level of support, which is this one uh, right here, this long-term uptrending level of support that has been in play for a year. Take a look at this, guys. It has resistance right here, support right here, support right here, support right here, resistance here. And then if we zoom in, 
on just the last couple of days, Bitcoin had been getting support there, and now we broke above it again. In fact, I need to check, but I think we had a little bit of a short squeeze. A lot of people were expecting the market to correct here. If you're watching our channel, you would have known that it was probably going to bounce. I think we had a little bit of a short squeeze here, jumped Bitcoin up. Now what we're seeing happen over the last 24 hours is Bitcoin is entering a bull flag down here on the hourly chart. And this bull flag, instead of a price target down at 50K, like what we talked about before, it actually has a price target way up here. Let me just go ahead and change the color on this. It has a price target sitting all the way up here at $61,000. And I honestly think that that's pretty likely to happen over the next couple of days. Now, guys, I have a lot of technical indicators and oscillators and everything I want to run through. But even before we do, Tishram, what is your perspective on the market right now. Bitcoin, there was an argument to be made it could go down to 50K. We didn't think that was going to happen here. Do you think $60,000 is likely in the next few days? Well, I, I think it is likely. And if, if you're setting me up for the Thanksgiving effect, I, I, I think you did pretty well there. How do you? And I don't want to hit a slam dunk on that. So <laughs> the number to be in order for us to maintain the Thanksgiving effect by December 2nd is 5,807. I, I will buy so much if we go to 5,800 yeah, that, that would be a different story. Uh, so again, the number to beat in order to maintain the Thanksgiving effect is 58,987. Yep. And, you know, I think that's very much in the cards. I, I think that the same forces are, are still at play. They still exist that got us, you know, higher than the previous open on that uh, uh, November 20, 25th date for the last six years. I think those forces are still there. Those forces we've you know, we've talked about again and again, which is essentially intergenerational transfer of information and transfer of opportunity and specifically transfer of financial opportunity uh, that happens at Thanksgiving and around these times generally uh, around the holiday times. So uh, we'll we'll. You know, that that's my that's my seven day outlook for sure. It sounds so official whenever you speak, T Shrem. I really appreciate that, Jeb. I really appreciate that, Jeb. Yes, I know. It's great. You sound like a very well educated professor or something. Although I wouldn't want to offend you by saying that you have anything to do with the higher education system, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that you sound very official and very authoritative. With that said, let's go ahead and take a look at the three day chart over here on Bitcoin, guys, because there's something really interesting that Kelly found this morning. Taking a look at the three day chart. You can see that there were four red candlesticks in a row on the three-day chart. You might think, Jeb, what does that matter? We see three, four red candlesticks in a row all the time. Well, on the three daily chart, uh, no, you don't. In fact, it's extremely rare to see three to four red candlesticks in a row on the daily chart, on the three daily chart. The last time we saw it was right over here in May, and we did have a little bit of a bounce after that. And that means that basically uh, we should be looking for some kind of bounce in this three day period. And then also, if we look back in history, the only other couple of times that we find this back over here, right here in September, October, and November of 2019. And those times saw rallies form relatively soon thereafter. Basically what this means is Bitcoin is at a giant drop. And whenever Bitcoin has a giant drop like this, generally speaking, it's going to have a period of rallying. That's just what we know about markets, guys. Markets go up and markets go down. Duh, right? It's foundational. But, you know, knowing how to add one plus one equals two is kind of foundational in math. But you don't say, well, duh, teacher. No, you understand that it's important that you need to learn that stuff. Obviously, we need to understand, hey, markets go up, markets go down. That is the concept of cyclical markets that we've talked about before. The markets have been in a downtrend for the last two and a half weeks so far, and that means that we should be looking for an uptrend around the corner. That's just the way this happens. It's very rare that a market will go more than three weeks in the same direction without having a significant change in direction. So let's take a look at some of our technical indicators. First and foremost, we're going to look at the RSI. 
We talked about last week how RSI in the last several corrections pulled us all the way down to 34 on the 20th of July and then also here on the 20th of September when we bottomed out. We pulled all the way down to 34 and so far we have not done that just yet. We're currently sitting at 37. That basically tells us that the bottom might still be a little bit lower, but I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think that's the case. We talked about this last week and the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, we talked about last week how we could see the RSI drop all the way down to 34. At this point, I think the bottom is in. I would love to hear T. Shrum's opinion on that. What do you think? Do you think the bottom is in? Oh, oh, definitely. I yeah. I think if we if we went lower and broke back through this resist through this support, we we'd be having some different conversations. Um, trying to find a new bottom, essentially. No, no. I think that the bottom's in here, and I think it's 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 going to be you know there'll be up and downs, but I I think we're going to maintain this this support level. It's a beautiful support level. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, I think that we're going to as well, and we got some breaking news coming up here in just a second, guys, because it looks like <laughs> get this, Jack Dorsey is stepping down as the CEO of Twitter. We're going to look at that here in a second. That is a big, big story. We're going to dive into that here in just a moment. But first and foremost, let's continue our TA here. want to look at the MACD indicator. I've already got 10 indicators up. Let me get one of those out of the way. I have the like the highest version of TradingView, and I still need to get more. Uh, taking a look at MACD here, you can see we've been generally converging over the last several days. In fact, ever since the 19th, we've been generally moving to the upside. We've had a couple of red days here, but overall, we've been converging, and that's a very good sign. I do want to see a bullish MACD cross happen on Bitcoin because whenever we do see a bullish MACD cross happen on Bitcoin, such as right here on the 30th of September, and then also right here on the 22nd of June, uh, the 20th of July, that generally speaking means that you've hit a bottom. You can see that we had a bullish MACD cross down here around negative 1,000 points on MACD daily chart on Bitcoin, and then we did the same thing back over here in July. A lot of times, the lower the bullish MACD cross is, the more confident you can be in the bottom. So we're going to be taking close uh, looks at that over the next little while. Now, the other thing I want to show you is the Bollinger Bands. You can see that we're actually bouncing off of the bottom of the Bollinger Bands quite nicely, and they're constricting over the last two days, two, three days. That indicates that we're losing volatility, but it also means that we're more than likely moving to the upside. In fact, we're trying to get up here to the 20 moving average, and as you can see, that is a level that we typically hold, but right now, it is acting as resistance. That means that the price to beat right now on Bitcoin is right around $60,000. So this is kind of painting a picture of where we want to see Bitcoin go. We want to see Bitcoin, one, break this downtrending level of resistance, but two, we also want to see Bitcoin break $60,000. Why $60,000? Well, one, because that is basically where the center line of the Bollinger Bands is right now. That's that 20 daily exponential, uh, 20 daily simple moving average. But also, too, $60,000 is a big even level of resistance that we have touched many different times in history. So those are the levels that we want to see Bitcoin break through. It's very important that we establish what our major support and resistance levels are, and those are some of them. Now, one final thing I will mention here on the traditional technical analysis before we get into Cypher and we get into Lux Algo is down here on the four hourly chart, something that you may not have heard of in a while. Drop a one in chat if you've heard what I'm about to say before. We have something called an inverse Bart Simpson pattern. Haven't heard that in a while, have you? All of you guys who were here during the 2018 bear market will remember that term. It essentially refers to a just perfect rectangular bottom, kind of like this. What we've seen happen here is Bitcoin dropped, 
went sideways, rallied. It refers to Bart Simpson because it, uh, you go straight down, very tall, rectangular head, and then you have this kind of fuzz up here on the top because he's got a mohawk or something. What what kind of hair does Bart Simpson have? It, it's not very clear. It, I mean, it, it theoretically, it's, it's an extension of his scalp. I know. That's what I was going to say. It, 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 theoretically, he's bald, and he's just got a really pointy yeah, head. I, I think there's actually a pretty extensive debate on this online, so I, I don't want to wanna wade into that argument. Yeah, we want to be careful. That we don't want to get too political on this channel, guys. We yeah. don't want to you know weigh in too much on what kind of hair Bart Simpson has, but all we know is that he has a very jagged head, and that's essentially what we're seeing here on the chart, is we're seeing something called an inverse Bart Simpson pattern. What does that mean? Well, that essentially means that you have bottomed. A lot of times that will come during the bottom, but also a lot of times it means that there is either one market manipulation going on or two, there are long and short squeezes going on. I would say right here, I'd have to go back and check on my uh, long and short squeeze chart. We might do that a little bit later. I would say that we probably saw a long squeeze right here, a short squeeze right here. A lot of times these happen when there's low volatility, low exuberance in the market. But uh, right now, uh, that's kind of what we're looking at. So we're going to pause really quickly and we're going to come back into some Bitcoin here in just a second. But T. Shrum, I want to hear a little bit about this Twitter CEO stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there? Yeah, absolutely. Full so screen. it's a it's a pretty big story and it has it has uh, sweeping implications, right? Uh, the market the stock market has responded very positively to Twitter uh, and, and, and it's been buying up Twitter. It's been uh, reacting very positively to its CEO, Jack Dorsey, stepping down. Now, why would a stock go up when there's uncertainty around the leadership of a company? It's because shareholders know and the rest of the market, money on the sidelines, waiting to get into Twitter knows that Jack Dorsey leaving means potentially more revenue for the company Twitter. Why would more revenue be coming in? Because Jack Dorsey, while he's in charge of Twitter, which gets a lot of slack for free speech and censorship, he has actually been uh, a bastion, uh, a buttress against um, censorship and you know the so that means that the folks around him the the cabinet if you will the the board of twitter have been kind of pushing him hey let's let's censor more let's do things that feed that feed the algorithm and do uh you know less and less ethical practices that ultimately you know pad our bottom line and bring us more revenue obviously the market likes to hear that and that's why it's responding so positively not a great day for censorship for free speech yeah um and that and that's kind of the take as of this moment the major news uh websites have not actually done any insight or anything like that i'm just yeah, it uh, literally just broke yeah it's, it just broke uh, i'm i am uh you know basing that off of having actually followed this story and the you know the status of censorship and and things like that joe rogan actually had some some big uh tech ethicists come on his show not too long ago ethicist that's Ethic an interesting term ethicist yeah so a lot of big corporations have ethicists to kind of ethic folks who are specialized in ethics that can say oh hey, that's what's wrong with the world they yeah. got a bunch of ethicists down going yeah. in there <laughs> yeah it's like hey maybe should we keep drilling you know and and then the ethicist would say no we probably shouldn't you know keep drilling right under someone's land or they'd say yes we should because profit motive is rules the what day. kind of world do we have to live in where you have to bring in a consultant for ethics that's that is that is the that is a picture of the 21st century right there. That's yes. sad. It's, I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, corporate ethicists, baby. Huh? Yeah. Well, the more that, you that know, that could be you. That could be your career I, path. <laughs> I think I'm good. I would like to think that every CEO would have that unlock in their own right because that is the job of a CEO. But nevertheless, let's go ahead and jump back into the TA. We're going to talk a little bit about market cipher here, guys. Because there's some interesting things going on over here on Cipher, and it is telling us on the three daily chart or on the two daily chart, I believe it is something very interesting. On the two daily chart here on Cipher, you can see that we've just had a green dot come in. What does that mean? Well, that basically means that we're seeing 
the momentum on the Bitcoin chart, on the two daily chart, uh, start to round and start moving to the upside. On top of that, we're also seeing that the VWAP is pushing up and is sitting right here around that zero level. What does that mean? Well, that essentially means that Bitcoin is in uh, the beginning stages of what could turn into a pretty large rally. Essentially, whenever you see a bottom like this on the two daily chart, it typically means that a major rally is coming. You can see these last two rallies, they were preceded by a green dot here on the two daily chart, and they did uh, result in a big movement to the upside on momentum. So just looking at historical precedent, literally just pause this chart, just look at the last three times, the last two times, excuse me, that we saw this happen. We basically see a big rally happen that'll take place for the period of about a month every single time. And I think that is going to repeat itself. I think we are going to have a pretty bullish time over the course of December. But even looking here on the daily chart, we see something similar. You can see bottoms down here on the market cipher B typically give us a indication that we're moving to the upside. And uh, that it's basically the same thing that you're seeing on the two daily chart, just with a little bit more resolution. But now looking down here at some of our other parts of market cipher, you can see that money flow is currently very flat. That indicates that the market is basically waiting and seeing. That's kind of what I would say right here. The market is waiting to see, hey, are we going to have a big uptrend or are we going to have a big downtrend? The market is kind of sitting on the sidelines. It doesn't want to overcommit, but it's ready just in case something happens. That's kind of what money flow is telling us. That's why I like market cipher, because it's going to give you insight on the sentiment of what the market is thinking. I think it's a very good, I've talked about this many times, I think it's actually a very helpful thing to personify the market in a way where you say, oh, the market feels X or the market is doing Y. I think it's very helpful because when you do that, you're basically looking at the mass psychology and uh, the market sentiment of whatever market you're looking at. On market side for daily chart as well, you can see that the RSIs are pushing up. That indicates that a bottom might be in as well. Now, looking here at market cipher DBSI, we can see that there was, in fact, a couple of very large numbers on the bottom of the last two candlesticks. We saw a 12 on the bottom of yesterday's candlestick, 13 on the bottom of this daily candlestick. That indicates to us that the market is uh, undergoing some uh, under some bullish pressure right now. As you guys know, market cipher. And it's numbers right here. Essentially, the large numbers are like a pushing force. They're pushing the market away from the big number. The small numbers are like a pulling force. They're pulling the market towards the smaller number. So we have these negative threes up here. Small numbers pull, big numbers push, big numbers down on bottom. So these numbers on the bottom are pushing us up. These small numbers are also pulling us up. So that is kind of what DBSI is telling us right now. Now, I'll also show you something down here on the four-hourly chart. You can see down here on the four-hourly chart that Market Cipher has had several green dots and money fl- uh, momentum has curved to the upside. On top of that, money flow has turned green for the first time in quite some time. The last time that we saw green money flow down here on the four-hourly chart for Bitcoin, which is this line right here, just so that you can see that, the last time we saw green money flow was back over here in November the 16th day, November the 17th, somewhere around there. So that's actually a very good sign. And you can also see that momentum is setting higher lows and that the RSIs are trending to the upside. So there's actually a lot of reasons to be bullish on the four hourly chart for Bitcoin based on Cypher right down here. But now what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and look here at the daily chart again, and we're going to look at this market through the lens of Lux Algo. Now, Lux Algo's daily chart is remarkably similar to what we saw before we left, but really funny thing happened. Remember what I said before we left? I said that we were probably going to come down and test the bottom of the EQ cloud here in Lux Algo the same way we did back here in September and early October. Well, what happened? Bitcoin pulled back exactly where we said it would, back to around 53,000. It pulled back to the bottom of the EQ cloud, and it is bouncing. I've seen the market do this many times with 
the EQ cloud, either the marker will bounce off of the top of the EQ cloud as it did over here, or it will bounce off of the bottom of the EQ cloud. But I've found historically the market really likes to bounce around either the top or the bottom of this cloud. And so far, that's what we're doing right now. Now, remember what we need to see happen on EQ cloud, uh, excuse me, on Lux Algo for us to be confident in an uptrend is we need to see this market start to uptrend on Lux Oscillator. We need to start to see, we need to see a buy signal and then we need to see the trend catcher which is this line right up here turn green. If we see all three of those happen, that will be what is known as a confirmed buy signal. We saw a confirmed sell signal here where we saw a sell signal, the trend catcher turn red and Lux Oscillator turn um, to the downside as well. That was a confirmed sell signal. Now we're looking for the opposite. For Bitcoin to get that confirmed buy signal out of Lux Algo on the daily chart, we are likely going to need to see Bitcoin push to at least $60,000 and break up above the EQ cloud, which is, again, another reason why I drew this $60,000 region, because it is that important. I do think that we are going to have a very bullish uh, next couple of weeks, but at the moment, Bitcoin still needs to prove itself. I think the bottom's in, but I obviously don't know if the bottom's in because I don't have a time machine. I wish I did, believe me. You know how much money you could make? You could literally make infinite amounts of money in a market if you had a time machine. I don't have a time machine. I think the bottom's in, but I can't tell you for certain. Everything that I'm looking at, which is a lot of analysis, tells me that we're close or we have already put it in. I think we've already put it in. Now, looking down at the four hourly chart, it's a different story. On the four-hourly chart, we have actually seen two of three confirmations of a short-term rally. We saw a strong buy signal right here, and we've seen that the Lux Oscillator is starting to trend to the upside. In fact, we also talked about how there were two green dots back over here on November 18th and November 19th telling us, hey, we're probably getting kind of close to the bottom. It's not here yet, but we're probably getting kind of close. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing Lux Oscillator push to the upside now, especially over the last 12 hours. We see a strong buy signal. Now I just want to see this trend catcher turn green. I like to look at all three of these and combine them together into a strategy where I get really, really solid buy and sell signals. Those buy and sell signals, when you combine all three of those to weed out the other ones, typically gives you about an 80% accuracy of the trend. I have found it to be very, very helpful. On top of that, you can also see that Bitcoin right now is trading inside of the EQ cloud, and that tells me that we are in a decision point. That tells me that the market wants to get above this EQ cloud. If it doesn't manage to, then we're probably going to have another correction, maybe down to 56,000 or maybe even down to 55,000. But this is basically telling me, hey, this is the area that we need to be paying attention to. Bitcoin needs to get through this EQ cloud. It has tried to get through before right here and right here, and it has failed miserably. I want to see it do this. I want to see it get through here and start pushing up towards these reverse zones. That would be remarkably bullish. If we see Bitcoin at $60,000 tomorrow, I'm going to be so happy. And by the way, the final piece of technical analysis I'll give you is this. If Bitcoin does manage to rally up to $60,000 over here, and then it has another correction, that would create an inverse head and shoulders pattern, which would have a price target. If we just go ahead and extrapolate right here, all the way up at $66,000. So, $60,000 is the target that I'm looking for over the next few days. I think that it's likely that we're going to hit that, and I think that it would be very, very beneficial if Bitcoin does indeed hit that. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and take a look here at a couple of headlines. We got some really interesting news here, guys. First and foremost, MicroStrategy just bought more Bitcoin. They just spent over $414 million in cash. Come on, guys, throw another $6 million in there for the meme. You would have gotten so much more publicity. Software company MicroStrategy announced on Monday that it bought an additional 7,002 Bitcoin. Thank you very much, but I'm good, Bitstamp. And it did that for around $414 million in cash. The company bought these Bitcoins at an average price of $60,000 a coin. 
And they've also got nearly $7 billion at current prices. They are holding 121,000 Bitcoin. That is a big deal. And another point I want to make here is that it's not just MicroStrategy buying Bitcoin. I don't think I have the article up here, but uh, El Salvador actually just bought another 100 Bitcoin at $55,000 levels. So let me ask you something, Tishram. One, do you think it is beneficial for the market or detrimental to the market uh, that one company called MicroStrategy owns 1% of the Bitcoin total supply. And two, what do you think about the fact that MicroStrategy is able to buy 70 times more Bitcoin than the entire nation of El Salvador does? Well, wow, that, that's a that's a pretty thick question, it I'd is. say. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see, you know, their CEO, Michael Saylor, as much of a manipulator. I think he he believes he's a true believer in, in the crypto projects and in Bitcoin specifically. Um, I think it's a little bit funky to have, you know, micro strategies kind of function as a Bitcoin ETF. You know, in, in some ways, it, it kind of has has met that need. And that definitely gives Michael Saylor a disproportionate amount of power in the industry. Um, I I That's think true. I think now that he has El Salvador as a competitor to some extent, and he's had Tesla as an ex, as a competitor. You know, Elon obviously has very big influence in the in the markets, um, but I think now that El Salvador is kind of kind of uh, you know showing that it's it's a public whale. It's a whale that not only owns a lot of Bitcoin, but also will talk about it and isn't afraid to move the markets a little bit with its buying and selling. Um, so far, no selling, but. Um, yeah, so so I think that it, it doesn't scare me. I think it's so far these parties all are 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 um, beneficial. All um, you know parties that I have faith in, I have trust in for the most part. Um, so, but I'd love to hear what you think, Jeff. You, what do you I, think? I I think that what and I'd lo- I want to hear your thoughts on this. I think that what Sailor is doing right now is he's helping to normalize Bitcoin in the stock environment, in the stock world, in the traditional business world. Because I think that, and we've even talked about this off camera before. There's this perception. Uh, um, among a lot of money managers, a lot of people that are that, that uh, invest for you, like financial managers, uh, financial services people, and everything, that like, hey, I don't want to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because I could get fired, you know, because it, it's oh, it's a Ponzi scheme, oh, it's a scam. What if my boss thinks it's ridiculous? What if I work at you know J.P. Morgan and the CEO thinks it's a joke? Which is funny because I have insider information at J.P. Morgan and everybody at J.P. Morgan is buying Bitcoin all the time, which is hilarious. Anyway, I think that what Sailor is doing, since he doesn't seem to have negative motives, is generally a good thing, but this all goes back to the conversation of centralization. Is centralization a good thing even when it leads to the growth in the market? Because I wouldn't say that this is necessarily centralization, but the fact of the matter is the dude runs the company that holds 121,000 Bitcoin. That's a ridiculous amount of money in Bitcoin. Do you think it's a net positive for the cryptocurrency space, even though it might be an assault on the centralization of the network? So, so two things. The first thing, I'll go ahead and answer that question. I, mean, I, I don't think so, because it's a different dynamic between people who hold a lot of American bonds and and the Federal Reserve. So even if like someone who held a, a bunch of bonds, like let's say China, if, if they were to put the thumb China. on the Federal Reserve and say, hey, do you know, make this outcome happen, this outcome that we want, you know, the Federal Reserve could theoretically do that because they can actually pull the levers. But if Michael Saylor were to go to Bitcoin and say, hey, have this outcome that we want or we're going to sell, there's no one there to pull the levers, right? Uh, It would have to convince the entire market to do something. So you're saying he doesn't actually have any power. No, I mean, he, he has as much power as 
he would have in just selling. That's yeah. his power. Yeah. And and it would ha- it would have a temporary effect, but I mean a 1% sell in in Bitcoin, it it has that's happened. I mean that that happens. The other thing frequently. is he would have to sell that OTC. I don't think he would be able to sell much of that Bitcoin on exchange. Yeah. 121,000 Bitcoin is a ridiculous amount of Bitcoin. Good luck finding an exchange where you're going to be able to liquidate 3 billion dollars worth of that at once. Right. The the other thing that I would say about this move to buy and El Salvador's move to buy is the timing. They bought at the same time I did and the same time, you know, around the same. I don't know if you guys, Jeb and Smay, I don't know if you guys bought um, over the weekend, but that's I bought a bunch of Bitcoin did this you? weekend. Yeah. And it's so it's it's nice to kind of have. Yeah, my it gives you, gives you gives some confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section and in the chat. What do you think? Is Michael Saylor a force for good in the cryptocurrency space or is he an attack on the centralized on the decentralized nature of the cryptocurrency space? I know that's a hot button topic. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Now, this one's a little bit of a. Um, this one's a little bit lighthearted, and after we answer this, we're going to be moving into uh, some super chats. South Park creators say centralized banking is rigged, and they also kind of said that Bitcoin's a Ponzi scheme, which I think they were joking. South Park, one of the leading animated shows in the world, as if you didn't already know what South Park was, talked about Bitcoin in its recent episode. The creators said centralized banking's, the centralized banking system is rigged, and Bitcoin is the only acceptable mo- method of payment. A motel clerk told Stan, now, of course, we only take Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies because, you know, it's the future. We've all decided centralized banking is rigged. I agree. So we trust more in fly-by-night Ponzi schemes. Stan went ahead to pay for a room using a card bearing the Bitcoin logo on it with a QR code. Two questions for you, Tishram. One, is centralized banking rigged? And two, are they right? Is Bitcoin the future? Uh, I think by definition, centralized banking is manipulatable. And so therefore, any force, any group uh, that wants to that wants to manipulate it or rig it could do it. And and I, uh, you know, so I, I do think that central banks are rigged. I think you saw you see the back and forth between the CEO of El Salvador. He likes to call himself. <laughs> yeah, and the, <laughs> and, the, so funny. and the the Bank of England over the weekend. You know, there was some back and forth. Uh, the Bank of England criticizing him and he giving it in uh, him. I wish I knew his name. Uh, throwing it right back um, at him. Nayib Bukele. Nayib. Yeah. Nayib Bukele. It's a little bit difficult to, to remember from the with a Western mind. But um, Ameri- uh, English mind, I should say. Um, is it rigged? And then the other thing too is South Park is a is a very interesting show. It's a litmus test for the culture. Because on, really on one level, it's like all you know farts and cursing types type humor. <laughs> but then at a different level, it's it's very. I need my KFC. And um, and the the writers of that show have often been right on things. You know, similar to The Simpsons, where they predict things or their commentary <laughs> ends up being you know critical in the right direction. What do you think about that? Do you think The Simpsons can tell the future? You guys have you guys have seen that stuff, right? Where The Simpsons like does something and then it happens well okay i'll like, pour, I'll, I'll be the i'll be the bad guy i'll pour, pour some cold water on that phenomenon is like for every time that they're right and calling you know trump as president you know they're probably wrong 11 times you know yeah. with, with their writers <laughs> but their writers are smart people yeah. you know the people that are writing these shows aren't just picked out of out of random hat these are these are very, very in, in smart people who are who have the pulse of society, yeah. you know, at their fingertips. Well, let's go ahead and read a couple super chats, then we're gonna jump into some Ethereum. Let's see here. We got a lot of one we got a lot yes. of good super chats. Yes, 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 we do. We have some excellent ones. Um, all right, from this one's been hanging on for a little while, so hopefully Austin is still tuned in. Austin Grosslag uh, donated five dollars. He said, Hey team, loving CT2A. Woo. Ching loving. Looking at the BTC four hour, is the bullish divergence between November 19th and November 26th too old or still relevant? Is there a rule of thumb? 
I think it's absolutely still relevant. Let's show that on my screen real quick. That is, uh, that has not been played out yet. And I actually meant to mention that earlier. My apologies for missing that. There is some bullish R-side of urgence right here. Look at that. That's what I love about our CT2A alumni. They teach me stuff sometimes because it's easy to forget. It's easy to miss stuff. That's why I love doing this stream. Uh, yes, there is bullish R-side of urgence going on on the four-hourly chart right now. I would say that's absolutely still relevant. The rule of thumb is basically, has there been another couple of confirmed bottoms that might invalidate this and there have not yet been so yeah i would say that that's a good reason to believe that we're going to see some big movement to the upside but on top of that there is also bearish rsi divergence showing up on the four hourly chart as well we will go into more detail on that rsi divergence in tomorrow's show great question and guys make sure to sign up for ct2a the links in the description box down below all right this this next uh, crypto knock donated in in pound sterling five pound sterling so i'm going to read this one with a little bit of a cockney accent Last time I asked, you said you would look into it, I think. What about KDA Kadena? <laughs> that turned into Australian way that too fast. Definitely <laughs> Australian. That is, that is what what do I think about KDA Kadena? I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I think KDA is a great um K pop group. No, uh Kadena is one that I still want to do some more research on. We looked into it. I've looked into it some, but before I give you too too clear of an explanation on that, I want to like look into that a little bit more. But I appreciate the the question there. We actually did some analysis on it last week. If you want to go back and see that, yep. I think we got time for one more before we jump into Ethereum. All right, and we'll we've straight. got one more locked and loaded. Stephen McCoy donating good old USD, exactly four dollars ninety nine cents of it. In your opinion, will Ethereum outgain Bitcoin percentage wise by the end of the year? Great transition because we're going to talk about Ethereum. Let's jump onto my chart. I, it's almost like you did that on purpose. Well, it's almost like you did that on purpose. We, we do what we can here. I'm learning from the best. We do what we can here. I love it. There you go, guys. Well, let's look at Ethereum. The question on the table is, can Ethereum outgain or outpace Bitcoin? Let's just take a look at something called the Bitcoin market dominance chart over on CoinMarketCap. If you take a look at the market dominance chart on Bitcoin, you can see that Bitcoin has been outperforming Bitcoin for the last year and a half. Ethereum and has been outperforming. Ethereum has been Bitcoin outperforming has been Bitcoin outper for the last year and a half. <laughs> you heard it here first, You guys. heard it here first, folks. Bitcoin's outperforming Bitcoin. One Bitcoin is no longer worth one. Bitcoin is worth 1.2 Bitcoin because that's how it works. Nevertheless, Bitcoin has been losing dominance to Ethereum gradually over the last year and a half. Ethereum in July of last year was sitting at 10% market dominance. It's now sitting at 20%. Where did all that dominance go from Bitcoin? A lot of it went into Ethereum. Good portion of it went into altcoins as well. You can see this other category Category. And also Binance Coin ended up gaining a lot. But basically, Bitcoin has lost a lot of its market cap, uh, market dominance, excuse me, not market cap to Ethereum and the other altcoins. So, yes, I do think that we're going to see Ethereum continue to outperform Bitcoin. That being said, Ethereum is a riskier investment than Bitcoin. Obviously, all of cryptocurrency is risky, but um, st just statistically speaking, Ethereum is more risky than Bitcoin is just because it's a smaller network. It is a little bit uh, less mass adopted than Bitcoin. I think Ethereum is a great a great project, but it also has a lot more competition than Bitcoin does. There's not a $400 billion competitor to Bitcoin in the same way that there are $100 billion competitors to Ethereum. They just don't exist yet. And they might in the future, but they're not there right now. Ethereum has a lot of people trying to take that number one spot from it in the decentralized application category. Every single cryptocurrency out there is making smart contracts and decentralized applications and trying to build NFTs. They're all doing it and ethereum has a lot of problems for example ethereum's fees are stupid they are ridiculous you have to you just want to spend 100 bucks on big on ethereum uh make sure that you spend 200 because the fees are ridiculous so my point is this 
It probably will outperform Bitcoin, but Ethereum very much needs to have ETH 2.0 come out. With that said, as far as the technicals are concerned on Ethereum, I want to kind of jump straight into our Lux Algo TA here because we don't have a ton of time to look over Ethereum. And frankly, there's not a lot going on right here. I think Ethereum is going to end up doing what we said it was going to do last week. We talked about last week how Ethereum is probably going to pull back down to the bottom of the Lux Algo EQ cloud. It's probably going to do that. Over the next couple of weeks, I think it is going to pull back down to this longer-term uptrending level of support. Where am I getting that from? Well, if I just turn off Lux Algo, you can see that this long-term uptrending level of support has been in play for a very long time, and I think that Ethereum is going to pull back down and test it. I personally either, one, don't think the bottom's in, or two, we're going to continue trading sideways until we hit this longer-term uptrending level of support. However, when we do that, I think that by that time, Bitcoin is going to be in an uptrend because Bitcoin is going to be the one that kicks off the rally and then Ethereum is going to follow. What you often see happen is that Bitcoin will start a rally, Ethereum and the altcoins will follow because Bitcoin is the leader and you follow the leader. If that happens, then I think Bitcoin will see a rally in the next seven days. Then about seven to 14 days from now, we'll start to see Ethereum rallying and we'll have a very bullish Christmas. I do also think that when that happens, we're going to see a buy signal come in on Lux Algo. We'll see Trendcatcher turn green. And I believe Lux Oscillator has actually already started moving to the upside down here. In fact, it has just over the last day. So this could be an early warning sign that we're about to see some bullish movement happen on Ethereum. I'm actually very excited about what Ethereum looks like right now, guys. I'm not worried about Ethereum. I'm looking for buying opportunities on Ethereum to be honest with you. I'm probably not going to buy any, but I'm looking for opportunities so I can show them to you. I already have a lot of Ethereum and I'm actually looking to diversify onto smaller uh, smaller cap cryptos right now. But I, needless to say, there's a lot of opportunity here. Now, another thing I want to mention to you is that there is about to be a bullish MACD cross on Ethereum over just the next couple of days. That indicates to me that we are likely getting close to a bottom or we may have already put one in. And on top of that, if we look at our RSI, we can see that RSI pulled back down to a local low comparable to what we've seen in recent memory. We pulled back down to 36 on July 20th. We pulled back down to 35 on September 20th. And then we pulled back down to 39 on November 20th. Something about the 20th of the month seems to be very, very important. Every two months, literally almost exactly 60 days apart, most of these markets hit their bottom three times counting. I think that we're going to see a bottom on Ethereum relatively soon. And then I think it's going to bounce up, try and get above this uptrending level of resistance, and then the level that you're going to want to be paying close attention to at that point is going to be the previous all-time high at 4444 44 right up here. So somewhere in this triangle, right between these three lines right here, I think this is where Ethereum is going to go. It's going to go somewhere in here, and it's going to break to the upside. That is my personal opinion on what Ethereum is about to do. But Tishram, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Where is Ethereum heading next? Is the bottom end? Uh, I think that the bottom is is going to be in for Ethereum here, just because of how you know tightly it trades with with Bitcoin. Unless something comes out about Ethereum specifically, like if a if a whale buys in, or if some you know something God forbid goes wrong technically with the with the coin, I think that the bottom is here and it's going to trade with with a uh, Bitcoin. I, I think also the same um, for Binance and other you know top coins is they're they're, they're going to follow the lead of the leader that as we saw still has. It, while it's waning market dominance, it still has a lot of market oh, dominance. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Go pub. Lick News said Ada scared the beard off Jeb Lamal. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's totally what it was. I was like, oh my gosh, Cardano's dropping. I better shave. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> totally. Uh, with that said, guys, we're going to move into a little snapshot here. We're going to spend like 60 seconds on two different cryptocurrencies, both of which it's funny because T-Shirt prepares this document. I'm pretty sure this is a little bit of nepotism on his part. We're looking at Cake and E-Gold today, which I know that he has invested in both of them. So we're going to look at T-Shirt's bags today. Let's see how his bags are doing over on Cake. 
cake. The very first thing that shows up to me on cake is that we're in a gigantic symmetrical triangle pattern, and we have been ever since March. Now, I think the reason that we're looking at cake today, because I like to go into these little snapshots a little bit blind, just so I can kind of learn with you guys is that there is a green dot that just formed on Lux Oscillator down here on the daily chart. Let's look at Lux Algo. We're very deep into the reversal zones, and it looks like we just put a bottom in. I have a feeling MACD just crossed bullish. Okay, it's not crossed bullish yet, but it's getting there in the next two days or so. Looks like Cake might be finding a bottom. T-Shrum, are we talking about Cake because you think a bottom's in? Listen, Kate, I, I just like the coin. <laughs> I just like the coin, okay? Okay. Uh, no, I mean, uh, Kelly and I both agreed on this. I think the, the reason why we're doing Cake why I don't I can't I can't honestly it wasn't because of nepotism it did work out in that fa- and, it, and it did cross my mind oh wow I'm, I'm in both of these this will be great but I think we're doing it I was excited more about uh, Elderon Eagle yeah, because we're gonna look at Elrond. their uh, their staking percentages are, are through the are oh, still gosh, through the roof Elrond's insane right they've now they've halved since that that uh, Mier um, exchange went live but it, it's still good uh, but the the price of E Gold has has gone like from around 500 down to 399. So I have come out short, short on that, but the, I'm I'm still in it and looking to buy more. Um, that's not a commentary on cake, but uh, E Gold we're going to hit. Uh, well, there you go. Let's yeah. go ahead and take a look at E Gold, and then we will see what we're doing here. Now, E Gold is in the exact opposite position. Instead of being in a giant falling triangle pattern. Uh, it is instead in the process of breaking bullish out of an ascending wedge. We were sitting at $340, rallied all the way up to $545, and now it's having a little bit of a correction. We're going to talk about why Elrond might be a good buy for fundamental reasons, but technically speaking, I think that this would be a very unwise place to buy the market as we've just had a, uh, a, a bearish MACD cross right here. And then also, I have a feeling Lux Algo is probably giving us some sell signals. Hasn't happened yet, but we've seen trend catcher turn red. We penetrated very deep here into the symmetrical into the reversal zones and the oscillator has started pushing the downside technically speaking i don't think e-gold is a good buy but t shrum tell us a little bit about those staking percentages because that might be a good reason to buy welcome to the staking percentages section of the show now so uh so e-gold to usdc on mier exchange that's m a i a r dot exchange is currently at 466 percent now that was in the thousands uh, about a week ago um which was nice and some folks that got in i i heard were making as much as 10 10 grand a day oh my which, gosh you know you'd have to have a decent amount of principal to be earning that much but um yeah so i mean so that's so that's the eagle to usdc and then eagle to mex which is a new currency that they, you can tell they have a little game going here, and it's kind of interesting. But Eagle Demex is one thousand one hundred eighty. Uh, one thousand. Sorry, I was reading the wrong number. One thousand one hundred nineteen percent of JPY, and and then the Mex one, which I think is going to last the longest and stay the highest the longest, is just the Mex pool. So it's not a farm. The previous two I, I read were for farms, but the Mex pool is two hundred eighty-seven percent APY. It is insane. I'm looking at uh, M-A-I-A-R exchange. I'm looking at it right now. The returns on these are ridiculous. You can see right down here on the top pools, E-Gold USDC, 466%. E-Gold MEX, 1,100%. There's over a billion dollars in liquidity up here, guys. That's 
that's ridiculous. We need to t get drop a one in chat if you would like to see a video on the channel about Mr. T. Shrum over here explaining how these liquidity pools work and how to safely make money with them. Because I think that's something people will be interested. I mean, that's 3% a day. That puts BitConnect to shame, which BitConnect was a Ponzi scheme, and this is not. This is actually, I think, legit. I've never worked in it, so I don't want to put my stamp of approval on it. But T. Shrum seems to be very confident in the, all of this. Yeah, no, I've, I've got money in it. And, and for those of you who are tuning in who are very, very new to this, AP APY is is the that's the same number that you hear people say the S&P does on average 9% yep. a year. Yep. 9% versus 466% that's ridiculous. and 287% on that's the low insane. end. Those, those are real numbers God. and you can get so pancake on pancake swap it's 77 78.5% on that's their still auto auto cake. So, you know, God. staking is definitely something to look into. Uniswap is another one that's pretty big. Um, that's an exchange where you can stake and, and get some pretty big returns. But the gas fees on Ethereum are pretty high. A thing that I learned on uh, over the weekend while I was trying to get into eGold, I, I tried to use Ethereum to get into it, and that was the wrong way. I figured out the way to get in, and it's not too hard, and hopefully we'll make a video about it so you can too. We'll be looking forward to some staking content, guys, because there are gains to be made here, and we want to make sure that we're not missing out on them either. We want to be doing this. I'm personally not doing any of this staking stuff, and I want to because... There's a lot of money in it, quite frankly. Now, with that said, let's go ahead and check in with the chat. We got a lot of super chats we got to catch up on. Got a lot of ones in chat also, T-Shrim. So be thinking about that because T-Shrim is also working on writing some content for the show, for the channel right now. And we yeah. could definitely make some staking content. I think that would go yeah. over well. Well, we were joking about how I kind of had my dad shirt on today. So I might have to <laughs> to put some steaks on the grill. Oh, right. you hear him? So let's so uh, economics, which is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a economics, but it's it, it cleverly spelled, you know, props to that. I, you're putting some work in there. $19.99. Dent Wireless T-A-F-A. -A, question mark. Not going to be able to look at Denticoin, I think, is what Dent is right now. But we can in a future video if there's enough demand for it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, okay. I'm a crap face, too. I, I believe that's <laughs> okay. intended for me to... to he said now, it, not us. For there now to be a soundbite in the world that could be edited down of just T Shroom saying what I said before. <laughs> and they just donated $5 for the sole purpose of that, that soundbite. Jay Simmons donated $20 for something a little bit more thoughtful. Curious, thoughts on Selliot? Celsius. Celsius, I think, is great. I, th I mean, we talked about Celsius earlier in the show. I think Celsius is a great project. It's one that I'm looking into some more here pretty soon. Yep. It's an overrated energy drink, too. It's Well, I prefer Fahrenheit perfect, perfect, personally, but yeah. Everybody's saying I got fat over the weekend. Yeah, a little bit. You know, it, it, it's it's uh, it's it's Halloween. Halloween. Hold on. Who, Halloween. Halloween. Who didn't? Yeah. Here's my question. Who, who didn't, didn't get fat, get over, the fat over the weekend? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Don't be making fun of me. Do better. Do better. Do better. Looks like Jack Dorsey might have been sweating pretty hard. <laughs> lost some water weight. He, he lost some water weight, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, gotta right. lose my own company. This is a really easy one to read. EW donated $5. Good old USD. Hey, guys. Hey, th any thoughts on VVS Finance on Crypto.com's network? Now, I looked into this one. Doesn't look good. Doesn't, Doesn't look good? good? Yeah. Okay. But personally, I think this is like the staking. It's a staking, and it just... I, I think because of eGold and the, the opportunity it presents and the legitimacy that, that's behind it, there's. I think they're going to see more staking... Uh, I don't want to say scams because I don't think VVS is a scam, but it didn't curry my favor very quickly. Gotcha. Eric Liddell, five dollars. Hey, through. Yeah. No, I was just saying. Hey. Okay. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> we never say hey anymore. You know? I know. Eric Liddell. Hey, horses. that's pretty good. <laughs> what, what a soundbite he just played. <laughs> the I Dubs. Hey, that's pretty good. Hey, Which that's is pretty classic. good. 
$5, Eric Liddell, threw a grand at ADA at 1.5, and another at BTC around nice. 54K. Excited, but feeling good about my 80K at the end of the year bet make me feel better yeah no i think that bitcoin is going to go to eighty thousand dollars by the end of the year and the reason is very simple we have bottomed out uh twice before in the last six months and within the month of that bottom happening bitcoin rallied between 40 and 70 percent in both cases i think that bitcoin is going to do something similar i don't think that we're going to be done with the rally by the end of the year we're probably going to be topping out on this part of the not the bull market but this part of the rally probably around the first half of january but i think that with what we've seen historically and with what the fundamentals are doing right now there's absolutely no reason to believe we're not going to go to 80k that's my personal take on that and i agree with that take Good All to know. right, Eric Liddell, we did that one. JB, another easy one to read. Ten dollars. Do you think? Do you think it'll dump briefly when first U.S. citizen is found with new variant? That's mm. that. So you know you have to pay attention to, to things like that because that that Dude. was significant. I remember yeah. when COVID was start was starting up. Watch your mouth. Tread carefully. Tread carefully, Watch please. Watch your mouth. Uh, shame. Say uh, no no sickness. Say the no no sickness. <laughs> How sad is it that we have to worry about this, guys? Do you think it'll it'll dump briefly when the first variant is found? If it does, it it would be very stupid. But there are plenty of stupid things that happen in financial markets every single day. I, you know, I, I don't think so. To be honest with you, I mean, the stock market dumped a few days ago, like a thousand points, mm-hmm. on the on the news of that happening. I think it's Omicron, is what it's called. Um, I, just, I think it's priced in. I think people already know it's coming. I, I, I really don't think it's going to personally. Yeah. I also think it, it's going to take a while. I think that we have the mechanisms now to be able to prevent spreading a lot more efficiently. Yeah. And I do apologize, YouTube. You know, look favorably upon us, please. <laughs> look favorably upon us, oh gods of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Zigs, uh, zig and Zag. Donated zig and five, Zag. $5. Do TA on BTC ETH weekly chart. Macros are completely trash. Don't fall into a bull trap. We'll look at both of those in tomorrow's show because we do want to take a longer, a longer term perspective on everything. And we are going to have a little bit of a TA snapshot here on Bitcoin at the end, just so you guys have your conclusions. So be watching out for that. Yep. And we'll jet through these last two. Crypto Alchemist donated $5. Jeb, thanks for taking off first period chemistry in order to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good it's funny because it's true uh, yeah I, I i i'm failing the class right now it's yeah. too bad it's too hope, bad hope your thanksgiving was enjoyable el elderon correction appeared to be a healthy one question mark elron i think so yeah i think elron needed that correction it it moonshot it definitely needed it yeah yeah absolutely so is that all of them did we get through nope, all of them? We one more oh we got one more go for it i'm a crap face too donated <laughs> another five dollars i forgot to ask <laughs> you guys if you enjoyed your turkey dressing over the holidays i enjoyed my stuffing i enjoyed yeah my i was gonna say i didn't have any uh dressing i had, I had, dressing. Stu- I had some stuff yeah because i didn't eat any salad i had some so. green bean casserole i yeah. had some turkey i had some, boom i forgot what all i have i post a picture of it on facebook on on facebook what am i 60 on twitter Bo- oh <laughs> boom i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i post a picture of it on twitter uh if you guys want to see right. my thanksgiving name meal. your plate t-shirt name your plate what do you have on your plate oh man first run not second run first had, run yeah there's always uh, the second run the the um delicious corn it's pronounced delicious corn <laughs> 
Delicious <laughs> turkey. Had some um, delicious corn. Corn. <laughs> corn. <laughs> I, had I literally corn. can't remember for some reason. Go okay. for it, bro. I had cornbread. I had green bean Boom. casserole. I had Boom. dressing, and I had turkey, Boom. and I had some mashed potatoes. You had dressing. I had. Oh, no! no! I had stuffing. I'm sorry. I'm no! sorry. That's too funny. <laughs> anyway, oh my gosh! All right, one more. We got one more, more from the it. hybrid family. Five dollars, bro. What happened to No Shave November? LOL. Is there a metaverse that you like? Oh my gosh! How about this? Yeah, wait this a minute. Metaverse. Why didn't you wait till December first? Because I didn't. I. You don't Shut adhere up. to No Face uh, November. No, I don't. Shave. I do not adhere to that. I think yeah. it's silly because it's not because because here's the thing, I don't shave at any point during the year. I always leave myself with a five o'clock shadow because I hate shaving. I just fig- I just got a new razor. And I'm like, oh, let's try this, and uh, so yeah, that's why I did it. Anyway, cool. let's go ahead and do a quick recap on Bitcoin, just so you guys know what you're walking away with today, and then we're going to move into our concluding segment here. Here's our snapshot on Bitcoin. Here's what you need to know. We're going to go to a clean chart. That is not a clean chart. We're going to go to a clean chart. Do I have a clean chart? Nope. I'm going to delete everything. Here's what you need to know on Bitcoin. Got an uptrending level of support right here. Let's turn it blue. Blue is our support. We got a flat level of support sitting right here on Bitcoin. Let's turn that blue. This is exactly where we expected Bitcoin to pull back down to. Nothing to be worried about there. Now, I explained earlier where the number I'm about to tell you comes from, so I'm not going to go into it right now, but $60,000 is the number that you need to be looking out for. And then also down here on the four-hourly chart, there is a downtrend right here that we need to see Bitcoin break out of. These four lines basically tell you everything that I want you to know about Bitcoin right now. It needs to stay above these two. And then it needs to get above these two, which let me go ahead and turn these red so that they are the color of my resistance. I want to see Bitcoin get above these two, and I want to see Bitcoin stay above these two. I think that that is going to happen. But what Bitcoin may do is it may pull back down, test this uptrending level of support first, and then break to the upside. If it does that, then it's actually going to be a very bullish thing because it'll form an inverse head and shoulders pattern, which will give us a price target at 67K. So here's the takeaway on Bitcoin. Looks like we bottomed out, but we just want to have a little bit more confirmation before we can say that for sure. Tishram, now that South Park has adopted Bitcoin, is Bitcoin the official global currency? Has it made it? I think so. I think once you're made fun of on South Park, you have officially You've officially made it. You've arrived. Yes, I completely agree. Smay, do you think that that, uh, I mean, it's been talked about in The Simpsons before, right? Has it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can neither conform or Do you think that that we've made it now that South Park has talked about Bitcoin, Smay? I, I think, I think no. I think, honestly, South Park is just the first step. I think this is going to be the biggest thing ever covered ever. Um, Okay. What comes next then? The Simpsons have covered it. What comes next, it needs to be talked about on uh, every show on the entire show world. Okay. Well. Oh, oh, the Simpsons did something really interesting. They made their own Frank coin. So they, they, it looks oh. like they made, made their own ep- episode. So wait, wait. So my thoughts are then, is this is that a stab at Shiba Inu and Dogecoin? I don't know. You'll probably have to watch the episode to find out. Oh my gosh, you'll have to do that. Well, guys, also take a look at my screen because CZ from Binance, which funnily enough, I think I'm the only person in the entire cryptocurrency space that knows how to say his name. It's Ping Zhao. CZ over at Binance is giving away a Doge Tesla and $50,000 in Doge. Which do you want? I, to enter, retweet, uh, yes, please. I want a Doge Tesla so that I, I can really, sell that crap. Follow really? at Elon Musk, at Binance and CZ Binance. Have a KYC Binance account. Tweet the prize you want and da 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 whatever. What do you guys want? Wait. Would you rather have 50K in Doge or a Doge Tesla? Question. Does Binance.us count? 
I would assume so. I have no idea though. This the scene. He didn't say. He said Binance. I would much rather have the Doge Tesla. Me too. Oh, I would so want the Doge Tesla. Doge Tesla, hands down. Doge Tesla. I would. Would you drive that if you own that? Yes. Would you drive it or sell it? Yes. I'd drive the crap out of it. You'd keep the wrap on it. Yes. That's so awesome. Would I keep the wrap on it? Of course. Yeah, dude. It's a (laughs) Doge Tesla. More than just. Also, here's (laughs) the thing. You're the guy with the Doge Tesla. Like that's that brings so much clout. That brings so much clout. Drop a one in chat. Would you drive a Doge Tesla? I would. I would so easily. I would. I th- I would. It'd be cool I, if, I gotta the, be honest, if I would. the stick shift itself was like a cold ledger. And it Teslas has have like, a stick shift now? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the stick shift. It's an automatic. Yeah, well, you did the dressing. It's not an automatic. It doesn't, dressing, have a, doesn't have a transmission. It's an electric. Well, guys, make sure, because this is what I want you to walk away from, make sure... That if you haven't already, that you sign up for Lux Algo. The link is in the description box down below. Take a look here at my screens, May. This screen, I honestly, I I have not been able to find this screen on Lux Algo's website other than through our link. Like I'm I'm genuinely not saying that to make you use our I actually can't find the sale on their website without that. So if you want to sign up for Lux Algo with a one-time payment mm. instead of the uh, uh, monthly payments, then this is a great deal. And it's going to save you a lot of money in the long run. I use Lux Algo every single day. I'm very, very thankful to have it. So make sure that you sign up as well. And also, by the way, guys, we are going to be announcing the winners of the Mojo Heads NFTs on Friday is what it looks like. And then in a few weeks, we're going to be giving away two more Mojo Head NFTs. Each of those are worth the floor price right now is around 0.1 Ethereum which is about uh, $450. So we got a lot of cool giveaways coming up. And make sure to follow us over on Twitter, at CryptoJeb. T-Shroom, what's your Twitter? I think it's just at T-Shroom, isn't it? It's at T-Shroom. Same on Instagram. Boom. Boom. And then Smay, where can they find you? They can find me at Thicky Smay. Boom. Pending a name change Pending in a name about change. six months, it's going to be changed to Thinny Smay. Yes, sir. Ooh. Looking forward to that. Boom. Let's make sure we read through the rest of these Super Chats because we got a few more. All right. Eye of the Beholder, $5. The one thing not taken into account about ETH to BTC is that they can both pump or dump against the USD. Even if BTC breaks up versus ETH, ETH could break V versus USD. I almost got that perfectly. It's true, and that's the issue of working against a trading uh, against a currency like the US dollar that has no stability. That. So yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're looking. You're not making trades necessarily off of ETH. BTC, yeah, you know it's a it's one but, tool in the toolbox. But but here's the thing, also, guys, the moment that you realize that the cryptocurrency game is not about making more U.S. dollars and it's about making more Bitcoin is the day that your life changes. The moment you realize that is the moment that it all turns for you. It's as true. soon as you realize that it's not about making more dollars, it's about making more Bitcoin, you're going to be very very thankful. Let me let, put it this way. Three thousand years ago, an ounce of gold could buy you three hundred loaves of silver. Uh, three hundred loaves of bread, silver. An ounce of gold could buy you three hundred loaves of bread. Today, an ounce of gold can buy you three hundred loaves of bread. It's because the price of gold doesn't change. Our currencies change. You see how that works? The U.S. dollar doesn't work like that. You know, one dollar would buy you twenty loaves of bread back in the day. Now it'll buy you a half of a loaf of bread, and it'll probably be some pretty moldy bread too, because it kind of sucks. That's called inflation. Bitcoin has the same property that gold does, and by the way, it has it even better because Bitcoin is less inflatable than gold is, and you can transact with it internationally in just a matter of a dozen minutes or more. Bitcoin is the future. Stack Satch, you'll be glad you did. Do we have any other super chats, or is that it? We do. We oh, have we do, yeah. a few more. Uh, Eric Liddell, another $5, was asked over Thanksgiving, 
how do you sleep at night being a being in Bitcoin and watching the U.S. dollar die? And he replied, I said, good, because I own Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, good, because I'm in Bitcoin. Boom. No, absolutely. And then everyone cheered. And then everybody <laughs> cheered. It was just a boom, mic drop moment. And then they ate some more dressing. Yeah. Cody Kuhn, uh, $10. I, you guys didn't catch the dressing joke? Okay. I recommend looking into DFX Finance for massive stablecoin returns. DFX is an FX for one-to-one matching to their country's fiat. Highly underrated and backed by VCs like DeFi Alliance, Boost VC, and CMS. Cool. Well, there you go. Nice little plug. By the way, guys, I misspoke. I said the NFTs are going to be announced on Friday. They were announced last Friday. Check your emails. Make sure that you do that because you have been emailed if you are one of the winners of the NFTs. There's a post on that over on my Twitter as well for more information there. All right. Hexadecimate, $5. Do what the game game grumps do. It's not a virus. Good old game grumps. It's a Backstreet Uh, Boys reunion tour, and people are... Catching tickets. That's pretty Don't funny. Don't buy tickets, people. And interesting. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that's a good that's a good way of getting around that. I like that. Well, yeah. Why Backstreet Boys though? <laughs> Baby, don't get, you know? Because it's Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Boys are so hot, so hip with the teens these days. <laughs> that's they're right. they're contagious. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Nice. Good Boom. lord. Got them. And then the last one. The last one. Crypto Challenger three nine two donated two dollars. What do you think about ELS airdrop? What do you think about ELS airdrop? I don't know what it is, but my mom still doesn't know how to airdrop. So, you know, we're working you do on it. with it. a parachute, ideally. Well, airdrop is also an iPhone. I, okay, you know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know I, for, I actually forgot about that because I'm not a plebe that uses iPhone. Anyway, uh, guys, I'm joking. I really actually kind of want to I say as I have an iPad with all my show notes on it right here. Guys, that's all we got for you today. We got more content coming up later. Make sure to follow all of us on Twitter. And do not forget to sign up for Lux Algo's lifetime membership. This is a one-time only thing. It's ending at midnight. I think it's midnight tomorrow. There's an hour. There's a day and seven hours left in it. So make sure you sign up for that. It is fleeting. You're going to be glad you did. Before we go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeff. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacBean Media.